here this morning. And um, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to Psalm chapter number 31. We finished up our uh, series on the book of Joseph, and, uh, or the book of, wow, the, Joseph does not have a book, and, and, uh, and it's not in the Bible. So uh, we studied the character of Joseph, and uh, so we finished up that, and uh, we are not going to continue on through the book of Exodus, though it's a phenomenal, phenomenal study to go through the book of Exodus. Uh, we're, we're going through some characters in the Bible, and we're not going to start a new series this morning because we're going to look at uh, the I Love My Church Sunday, and so uh, we're going to look at really a loving God, and, uh, and, and what a wonderful uh, thought to look at. And I was sitting up here thinking, man, everyone looks so nice this morning. And, uh, and then I thought, oh, you guys did not follow the directions. The governor said, dress in orange and black today. See, and nobody followed. So sorry, I guess we're not in Cincinnati. Um, orange, orange, we might get along with orange, you know, with the Browns and maybe Maslin. But, uh, but uh, yeah, we're not, we're not Cincinnati Bengals fans today. Uh, although I, I'm rooting for Ohio, so you know if the Browns aren't in, then I'm going to go with the Bengals. Uh, I would like them to win over California, to be honest with you. Uh, I just, I have more of an affinity for Ohio than California, so I'll say it that way um, to keep it on the kind and, and nice. Uh, but uh, but you do look the, nice this morning, and it's good to see all the colors. And I'm going to try and get done in a timely fashion this morning, which is not usually uh, what I do. Uh, but we have uh, we have some special things right after uh, Sunday school that we want to hand out, and uh, and so we're going to jump right into this uh, Psalm chapter number 31. Psalm 31, and uh, also let me say there's one other thing I wanted to say as well that, uh, that we, my wife and I will be gone on Tuesday, but the office we do, that will be open, so if you need to call in or anything of that nature, we do have that covered uh, for Tuesday, so I just want to let you know about that as well, uh, since I did mention that my wife and I will be traveling up to Michigan for a funeral, and then we'll, we'll come back the same day, so we'll be here uh, after that, but I just want to let you know about that, um, so... All right, Psalm 31. Uh, let's look with me, look with me, if you will, into verse number 19. We'll read our text here, and then we'll, uh, we'll get into the message. Psalm chapter 31 and verse number 19, the Bible says, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he hath showed me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. For I said in my haste, I am cut off. From before thine eyes. Nevertheless, thou heardest the voice of my supplication when I cried unto thee. I love the Lord and all his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentiful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. 
Let's pray. Father, we thank you just for your goodness to us. And God, we thank you more importantly for your word and how uh, we can look into it. We can study it. We can learn from it. We can draw courage and strength and, uh, and blessing from your word. God, I pray that you would use me this morning. God, I pray that you'd speak through me. I pray, Father, that you would touch each and every heart as only you can. And Father, I pray that we would be able to see uh, truly the goodness of God and how great your love is for us. God, I pray that you would just bless each and every person and each and every listener. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. Many of the Psalms, as you look at them, are, are prayers, and they often contain, uh, sometimes, you know, we, we read the Psalms, and many times they are an encouragement to us. The passage we just read, boy, what an uplifting, what an encouragement uh, at the end of that. But some of the Psalms uh, really speak of disappointment. They really speak of struggles. They really speak of hardship many times. And, uh, and then toward the end of the psalm, it turns into a, uh, well, let's praise the Lord for his goodness. And, uh, and you know, if you're, uh, if you're focusing on your problems and you're focusing on the difficulties of life, there's no doubt that, uh, boy, that'll be discouraging. Uh, there's no doubt that, that will, uh, that's not going to put a smile on your face. Uh, but uh, but when you start when you when you carry that to God and you lay that all at the altar, so to speak, uh, and, and then you start focusing on God, boy, what a, what an alleviation for that burden. Uh, they, you know, they, that's better than Tylenol, all right? That's better than ibuprofen uh, because that's, that's truly satisfying. And, and God is uh, so good to us. And as you look at this psalm, uh, the focus, the, the one verse that really stood out in my mind is verse number 23. It says, O love the Lord, all ye his saints. And, uh, and that phrase just jumped off the page at me as we think about, uh, I love my church, uh, and, and really in, in times of Valentine's we think about love, and, and really our focus is how much we love the Lord. And listen, if you love the Lord, you're going to love His church. If you love His church, then you're going to love His people. And, and it goes down, but, but this phrase just jumped off the page at me. Oh, love the Lord, all ye his saints. And uh, as we look at this psalm, we're not going to take time to go through the entire psalm, but I, I, I reread over it this morning and I was just looking at it. And, and verse number five, uh, he says, Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord, God of truth. And we find that the psalmist here has committed himself to God. He is going through problems. If you were to read those first few verses, you'd find, oh boy, uh, there was a world of, of difficulty that he was going through. And, uh, and there were struggles. But at the same time, he knew and he said, hey, I am committed to God. And as you read down through that psalm, you'll find that he had poured out his heart to God. And you look there in verse number 17 and you'll find he says, Let me not be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. And we find his commitment to God. We find his call to God. But I want us to focus this morning not on his commitment and not on his cry to God. But I want us to, find, to focus on his commendation to God. 
You look there in verse number 19 where we took our text and you'll find his commendation that is there. And, uh, and, and so uh, verse number 19, the Bible says, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. And then he goes on in verse number 20, and I love this phrase. He says, so in 19, he's telling us, hey, look, there is goodness. God has been so good to us for those of us that trust in him and for those of us that fear him and, and, and we're concerned with what God thinks. Truly, there are great blessings. And then he's going to go down in these verses, and he's basically going to lay out for us the many blessings of God that we have in our life. And so in verse number 20, we find that first blessing, and that is uh, uh, that of of protection. Look with me what it says. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. In the beginning of this psalm, he is complaining about uh, enemies that have come against him and rallied against him. But in, the, in verse number 20, he's recognizing, hey, that God is protecting him. You know, as we think about it, uh, God is so good to us in the protection that he provides for us. And listen, uh, sometimes uh, that is unseen protection. We don't physically see that protection. He said here twice in verse number 20, uh, the, the secret of thy presence, thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion. And so many times we have protection, we, we enjoy the benefits of the protection of God in our life that we physically cannot see day to day. And as I was thinking about God's wonderful protection, I was reminded of that passage in Luke chapter number 22 and verse number uh, 31. You can just note it down. But, uh, but the Lord Jesus Christ is there with Simon Peter and Jesus is speaking and he says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But then he continues in the, in the, the, the following verse and he says, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not for and when thou art converted strengthen thy brethren and I thought what an excellent example of God's unseen protection that is over top of us Peter could not see Jesus Christ's prayers for him. Jesus Christ oftentimes would go off into a mount and he would pray by himself. And as he prayed, I have no doubt that he would pray for his disciples. And certainly Peter could not see that Satan was over top of him desiring to destroy his life. There's no doubt about it. It wasn't something that was visible. It wasn't something that he could see. It wasn't physical that he could sense that there was uh, that there was something lurking around the corner for him. But at the same time, Jesus said, hey, I prayed for you. Wow. Think about the fact that we have God watching out over our lives. You want to talk about something great? We don't see the protection of God sometimes. We don't see the things that we have missed out on. And, and I'm glad sometimes that we miss out on that. I'll give you a good example of that. Um, I grew up, uh, I grew up in, a, in a Christian home, but I grew up in a home as well uh, where my parents cared about me. 
And uh, they cared who my friends were. They cared where I went. They cared about the things that I did. And so my parents watched out that where I went and where, that I did this and that I didn't hang out with these people. And, and they were concerned about me. And as a young person, I did not grasp that. Most young people don't, matter of fact. Most young people think, man, my parents don't want me to have any fun. Those guys are fun, but I'm not allowed to hang out with them. And that's what they think. But as a parent and as an adult, you know and I know, we say, those people may look like it's fun, but it's not. It's a problem. And we can see further down the road from the years of experience and saying, oh, I had friends that did that, and I know where they are today. I know where that landed them in life. And I don't want my kids involved in that. Therefore, I'm going to protect my kids and I'm going to reel them in and I'm going to try and watch out for their life. And as a child, you don't see the protection of your parents. You don't even realize what your parents have protected you from in your life. But when you get older and you look back and you say, man, I am grateful that my parents watched out for my life and that they were careful about who I hung out with. They were careful about uh, where I would go. They were careful about things in my life. And I'm grateful as I look back. Why? Because it was protection. Did I know then? No, I didn't know what was going on. Are you kidding me? I, I didn't understand all the ramifications of some of the things that people would do in their life. I didn't, I didn't see the end of the road. But I'm telling you as a Christian, God is watching out for our lives. And we don't always understand and we don't always see the danger of where that thing is going, but God does, and he does know what's best for us. And he is saying, hey, that's my child, and I want my hand of protection around that person, and I'm careful about where they go, and I'm careful about the things that they do. Why? Not because he doesn't want us to have fun and enjoy life, but rather because he's protecting us from many things that are out in the world that we totally do not understand or see. Man, what a blessing that God loves us so much that he puts his hand of protection on us. We're in a spiritual battle, I can tell you that. We live in a spiritual battle. The day you trusted Jesus Christ as your own personal Savior, uh, listen, uh, that, that battle started. I've, I've talked to people, and I can't tell you how many times, uh, you know, they, uh, they get saved or they're newly uh, Christians, and, and you, you say, hey, we want to see you in church tomorrow. Hey, I'll, I'll be there. And in the middle of the night, you know, the, uh, the, the, the water pipe breaks and they're up the rest of the night, you know, cleaning up a mess. Or uh, the, kid, the kid gets sick and they have to go to the doctors in the middle of the night or something else happens. And, and what, what am I saying? I'm just saying we are in a spiritual battle and sometimes things take place that would hinder us from being in church, that would hinder us from reading the Word of God, that would hinder us from spending time in prayer. And, and, and yet we ought to do those things. And when we do them, hey, listen, God is trying to look out for our life. And I'm just saying that there is an enemy that when you want to come to church and that when you want to pray and when you want to read your Bible, and when you want to witness to a friend, that's when the enemy will, will rear his head. Why? Because we're in a spiritual battle. We don't always see it, and we don't always attribute it to the fact that, hey, we are in a spiritual battle, but the fact of the matter exists that we are in a spiritual battle, but the blessing is 
hey, we know that God's got his protecting hand over us. And he's watching out for us. And we ought to appreciate the protection of God. The psalmist brings it out and he says, Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Man, what a blessing to know that God's protection is over top of our lives. As we think about God's goodness and how much he loves us, uh, not only that, but I want you to notice in verse number 20 as well, not just the protection of God, but I want you to notice the very presence of God. He says there in verse number 20, uh, thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence. There is nothing like being in the very presence of God. There's, there's, uh, there's people in life that we would respect, that we would look up to. I have people that I would respect and I have never met. Uh, I, and you have people that you respect and that you look up to and, and that you've never met. And, and you say, man, I, I'd be honored to be in their presence. I mean, if you got a chance to meet them and you got a chance to be in their presence and ask them questions and interact with them, man, you would, you would count it a great privilege and a great honor of your life. And I'm, I'm with you. I'm right there. I'm the same. And yet, wow, we have the very presence of Almighty God in our life. I can't think of anything better than that, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, the fact that He would want to spend time with me. You go all the way back to the book of Genesis, and we find that that's true. Um, that God desired to be, well, not go there for sake of time, but in your mind, go back there. And, and God desired to be with Adam and Eve. And, and listen, uh, we find that sin is destructive uh, and sin does not delight in the presence of God. What happened when Adam and Eve sinned? When they ate of that fruit that God told them not to eat? The Bible says that they hid themselves from the presence of God. Listen, if, if we want to be in the presence of God, you can't, you can't hold on to your sin and hold on to the presence of God. It just, they don't go together. They don't work in the same place. It's like light and darkness. So you have to let go of sin or you have to let go of the presence of God because they do not go together. But nonetheless, we find in verse number 20 that the psalmist was praising God and he was commending God, not just for his protection, but for the fact that his presence was with him. One of the comforting verses is that uh, uh, Jesus said, in, or God said rather uh, in Hebrews, he said, I will not leave thee nor forsake thee. What a blessing to know that God is with us. And we can rejoice in his presence. We can rejoice with him. And we ought to desire to be in his presence. I'm, I'm humbled and honored and, and impressed all at the same time that Almighty God would spend time with me. And yet he does because he loves us. Not just me, but with you and with every believer and with every person. And he has time for every one of them. And we ought to desire to be in his presence. The psalmist wrote in several places. And one of the places he wrote this, Psalm 42, 1, as the heart, and that would be like a deer, as the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. 
In other words, hey, I desire God's presence. I want to be in God's presence because there's just a peace and a comfort and a, and a strength that gives you uh, when you're with Almighty God and having His presence in our life is such a blessing. And that's what the psalmist is saying. Hey, God loves us so much that He desires to be with us. And what a blessing it is to have the very presence of God in our life. The protection of God, the presence of God. Look with me in verse number 21. We'll find not just the, the protection and the presence of God, but verse 21, he says, Blessed be the Lord, for he hath showed me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. His presentation, that he would like to show us something. Boy, there's nothing like when, when God wants to show us something, you could go back and you could equate this to a couple. And you could say, man, when, uh, when, 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 uh, when a guy likes a girl, he'll stand up for her and protect her. And, and when, uh, when one person likes another person, they enjoy being in their presence. They want to be with that person. And that's with God. God w desires to be in our presence, and we ought to be in, uh, desire to be in His presence. But then also the presentation is, hey, I, I want to show you something. And, and there's nothing like, uh, especially in college, uh, maybe high school as well, uh, guys that are, that are going to show off for these girls. They say, hey, i got to show off everything that we can do. And, and half the time, it's, it's not even worth it. As far as the, sh the show, it's just not there. It's not that impressive. But they're going to build it all up and bolster it and say, well, it is something. But God has something that he can present to us. And we see in verse 21, he says, Blessed be the Lord, for he hath showed me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. The fact that God would save me always amazes me. That God himself, that creator of the universe, would say, hey, you know what? I care about Shane Rice so much that I'm going to send my own son, Jesus Christ, to the world to die on the cross of Calvary, to pay for his sin debt, not just mine, but the sins of the whole world. You can take that personal and say, hey, he did that for me personally. And, and he presented uh, his, his marvelous kindness that he would show towards us. What a blessing that he would show to us salvation and that he would show to us his strength. And, and what a blessing to have uh, all of the goodness of God, his, his protection, his presence, uh, the presentation that he would show us those things. And not just that, in verse number 22, he goes on and he says, For I said in my haste, I am cut off from, thy, from before thine eyes. In other words, he said, well, I spoke a little bit too hastily. I've gotten ahead of myself and I and I I maybe accused God of some things, but look there in the second part. He says, nevertheless, thou heardest the voice of my supplication when I cried unto thee. God's good to us, not just because of his protection, his presence and the presentation, but because our prayers are heard by him. You can call God any time of the day. It didn't dawn on me until... I lived in Peru for years, and, and the fact that I, it came to the point where I had to pray in Spanish, I'm like, man, 
What does it matter if I pray in Spanish or English? God understands English. And it's easier for me to pray in English. But it was a public prayer, so I wanted everyone else to know what was being said, so I had to pray in Spanish. And I prayed in Spanish and started thinking about that, and I thought, you know, God speaks Spanish. He speaks English, Swahili, Arabic. There's not a language that God doesn't speak, and God understands the prayers of every person. I started thinking about that a little further, and I thought, you know, for us right now, it is Sunday morning, and it is... 10.36 in the morning, but in, in Australia, it's a different day. And, and uh, in Italy, they're most the way through the day. In Alaska, they're, they're not even starting church service yet. And all the time zones all around the world, and the fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter night or day or what time, you can cry unto God at any time and God will hear you. What an amazing, loving God that we have. You can cry unto him in affliction. Uh, we don't have time to go through all of this, but, uh, but think about just these few things that I jotted down. Uh, Jonah. Jonah called on God where? Out of the belly of a whale. I like that. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad that I can say I've never prayed from the belly of a whale. I'm glad, I'm glad for that. I don't want to have to do that. Peter called on God while he was sinking in the water. You remember he, he said, hey, I want to get out of the boat and I want to walk on the water. And he started walking on the water. But when he, when he got his eyes off of the Lord and started looking at the storm, he started sinking. And as he was sinking, he said, Lord, help. Just a quick shout out to God. And you know what? As he was going down, Jesus helped him, heard his prayer, answered his prayer, and helped him in his need. Uh, what about Paul and Silas? They were locked in jail. And it was midnight. They were praying and singing praises to God. And we find that God heard their prayer. And I'm saying you can pray in jail. You can pray in a whale's belly. You can pray while you're sinking. You can pray in any circumstance, in any language, in any time of day. And God will hear your prayers. You'll never run out of minutes and your cell phone will never die with prayer. What a blessing that God is attentive to the cries of his children. What a blessing to know that God loves us so much that he will listen to our prayer. Not only that, but we find in verse number 23, he says, Oh, love the Lord, all ye his saints. He's going through all of these reasons for the protection, the, pre, uh, the, the, the presence of God, the presentation of God, uh, the, the prayers that are heard by God. And he's saying, hey, these are reasons that we ought to love God because, man, he loves and cares about us so much that he's attentive to us and he takes takes care of us. And he goes on in verse 23 and he says, All ye his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. We find the preservation and how God just takes care of us. Sometimes I'm amazed at things people go through and you say, how are they still going on? You know what the answer is? God. He just keeps us going. 
through all the trials, through all the difficulties, through all the struggles, that God would preserve us and God would keep us going. And he's commending God and he's praising God saying, hey, look at how good God is that he maintains us and that he continues us forward. And we can't do it in and of our own strength, but certainly with the strength and grace and help of God that we can get through those things and we can go forward. And he preserveth, the Bible says, the faithful. I love the second part, and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Not only does he preserve us, but he pays the worker, those who are doing. And I love that phrase because you read that and, and it says, and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. You know, oftentimes we find in the Bible, especially going through the book of Proverbs, that pride is a bad thing. But you read this, and this is not a bad thing. This is saying, I'm proud I'm a Christian. I'm glad that I can serve the Lord. This is saying, I'm not, I'm not in the secret service of Jesus. There is no secret service of Jesus, okay? People want to think they are, and well, I'm an undercover Christian. There are no undercover Christians. Uh, listen, God says, hey, we, we need to be unashamed of God, and that we ought to stand up and say, hey, I am proud to be a Christian, and, and I'm proud that I carry a Bible, and I'm proud that I go to church, not prideful in a boastful, arrogant way, but prideful that... That, hey, we serve the greatest God because he is the only God. He is the all-powerful God. He is the creator of this universe. And that's who we serve and what a wonderful God he is. And, and I'm unashamed uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says he plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. There is a payday that is coming. And listen, God takes meticulous notes. and He knows everything, and He's a rewarder. The Bible says that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. What a blessing that God knows who we are, that all these things, these are things that God does for us. Man, it says, wow, I want to love Him a little bit more. I want to be that much closer to Him. I want to be that much closer to his protection, to his presence, to his presentation, to, the, to be able to pray and, and call on him with any time and, and be able to have that, that relationship with him and have him preserve me and, and, and see that payday that comes someday. And God's been so good to us. And listen, I know we go through struggles. The psalmist was going through struggles. But he closes it out and says, in spite of all those, God has been so good to us. God has done so much for us. And what a blessing to look at how loving and good God is. As we stand to our feet, I want to close in perhaps a unique way. I wrote down the, the words to this. God is so good. You, I'm sure you know it. We don't have the music. I looked for it. I couldn't find it, but... Uh, but I think we can just sing it. It's just a little chorus that we know. And, uh, and, and what a way to close out this psalm. If you think about, and as you sing these, these words, think about how good God's been to you. Think about the, the protection, maybe that you didn't even realize that you had. And what God has kept you from. 
and how he's preserved us and how he's, uh, his presence is with us. And, and so we'll just sing this, this song and we'll close out with this. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. God answers prayer. God answers prayer. God answers prayer. God answers prayer. He's so good to me. He cares for me. He cares for me. He cares for me. He cares for me. He's so good to me. One last one. I love him so. I love him so. I love him so. I love him so. He's so good to me. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer and then we'll have something for you. Father, we thank you just for your goodness to us. And God, to pause in our life and take time out just to look at truly how good you are to us. How you protect us, how you provide for us, how you have your presence with us and you preserve us, and God, you show us goodness day after day after day. God, may we pause to recognize, as this psalmist did, oh, how good you are to us. The many blessings that we have in our life. God, I pray that you would just bless each and every person that's here this morning. Thank you for their attentiveness. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. If you be